Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you're coming from, wherever you are in the world. It's 1.02pm here Wednesday in Australia and it is hot, of course. I mean, what else do you expect in summer, I suppose, here in Australia? It's, it's always hot. Uh, so I currently have an air conditioner and a fan on. <laughs> hey everyone, welcome in. Hello to Michael, to Coffee with Mr B same person i do believe hello cs hello denise hey morgan hey jay suarez hello emily hello jack's mum hello kanga blue and everyone else who is listening to the restream uh especially those over on periscope let me just make sure that the restream is up yes it is so a big hello to everyone on periscope um unfortunately i guess i could print no i think i can see the periscope um, chat through the restream. Um, you're frozen. I I kind of feel like couldn't we just swap for a day? I feel like that would be amazing if we just swapped for a day. Hey, elusive butterfly. I love that name. So we will get started soon. I like to leave a little bit for people to come in and to join first. When they get their notification i might also share this out whilst i'm here we do have a guest that will be on he's on his way here um hey black rose how are you let me quickly share this out whilst i remember i'm going to share it in our justin for justice for kevin bacon group And then over in our Facebook group, All Things True Crime. Hey, Sandra. Hey, Bunny Bubs. How is everyone? We know Jack's mum's cold. I don't remember the last time I've had stroganoff. Hey, TTNZ, how are you? Oh, I should also put it in my new Facebook page. I started a... Facebook page on obviously Facebook. <laughs> Duh. Um, and if you want to go and have a look for that, it's at all things true crime. And it'll just give you an update of true crime stuff as well as when I go live. But you can also join our Facebook group. I'm just about to post in there and then I, I'm done. How dare you make it and not share. Hey, Renee, how are you? Welcome. Welcome to everyone who's new. You are so welcome to chat to us in the chat. I know some people don't feel comfortable doing that, and I totally understand. Um, but you are welcome to come in the chat and say hello. We won't bite, I promise. <laughs> I said that and I immediately thought of those alligator fish from yesterday. That was that was horrific. I can't get them out of my mind. Oh, I'm glad that you're good. I have to decide what to have for dinner tonight. I've got lamb, riblets, or prawn laksa I can make. Okay, so I have shared that out everywhere. Let me see if StreamYards is up and running.
All right, I think we'll get started in a minute. I'm going to go do a little, um, hey, Debbie, how are you? A little case um, discussion, a recap of the case that we'll be talking about, which is the case of Kevin Bacon. He was killed by Mark um, Latunsky. We will have someone um, coming on soon. They're currently stuck on a bus, unfortunately, through no fault of their own. So they will be here when they can. Okay. Are we all comfy? Have we got all got settled in? We all got our our popcorn ready to listen. Hey Stephanie S, how are you? So let's have a little recap. Does everyone know about this case, the case of Kevin Bacon? Put a one in the chat if you know about this case and put a two in the chat if you don't know about what happened to poor Michigan man Kevin Bacon. Lots of ones. I'm going to do a little overview of it anyway, just to keep us refreshed. So, so far, everyone knows about the case. If you don't know about the case, that's, that's, that's good because I want to um, share the case with you. I think it's an important um, case for us to, to all discuss. I really do. Okay, let me pull up my notes. Yeah, I think a recap would be good. Let me just message my... Making a whole chicken tomorrow with Creole seasoning. Ooh. Okay, so... I do have other videos on this case. I'll link them in the description a little later. Um, but so this case, this case really affected me. Um, Kevin Bacon was a 25 year old hairstylist from Michigan. On Christmas Eve, he's last seen at 5 PM and he tells his roommate, Michelle Myers, that he's going for a, a grinder hookup. Um, the next day is obviously Christmas and he doesn't arrive to the Christmas brunch at 9am with his family. And so that's when his family start to get very concerned. Um, obviously they start looking for him and they actually find his car in a family dollar parking lot in Schwartz Creek. Uh, inside of his car was the clothes that he was wearing last uh, as well as his shoes, his cell phone, his credit cards, and his cash. So he, that's obviously very alarming and worrisome. So he is then reported as missing and everyone sort of starts to look for him and their searches and those sort of things. The next sort of situation is really interesting. So 
the problem with grinder is that i've learned that once you leave the app or you you quit the app on your phone it actually deletes the messages so oh i'm sorry to hear it happened so close to you emily i'm thinking of of the community during this time uh the problem though is that so he's kevin's told his his roommate that he and his close friend that that this is what what he's doing and so they can't access his his grinder account and find out who he was with which when you think about it would make total sense you, you would sort of want to at least talk to that person and, and see if they made it there or not so the police were trying to get that information and and they couldn't so Christmas was on a Wednesday, so on the Tuesday night he goes for this grinder hookup, and then on the Wednesday he's not at Christmas. Um, on Saturday, the police decide that he should they should probably look at Mark Latunsky. He's a fifty year old man um, who they've had dealings with in the past. They've had um, They've had one instance in October where a man fled from his home and uh, had said that he'd been tied up and he was really freaked out and he was bleeding. There were no charges filed in that um, at all, which is very interesting. I'll have an update on that in a second. But so the police thought, maybe we'll just go and check the home. So the police go to Mark Latunsky's home, um, which is in Morris, Michigan, and ask if they can look around. He agrees, and when they do so, they find Kevin in the basement. I think what makes it harder is that... They don't just find Kevin in the basement. Um, they find him hanging upside down with his throat slashed. Um, and Mark Latonsky tells police that he removed, cooked, and consumed poor Kevin Bacon's testicles. It's just horrific. Horrific, guys. Horrific. So he is arrested and charged with uh, murder and then charged with mutilation of a corpse um, and taken into custody, obviously. Yes, it's crazy. Hey, Jenna, how are you? Hey, Iva. It's a really full-on case. So I heard about it because Jeffree Star mentioned it. Kevin was a huge fan of Jeffree Star, his tattoos, his makeup, his music. Um, and from I've spoken to a lot of 
Kevin's friends and I've heard nothing but amazing things about Kevin and it's just a real tragedy. So when this, this all comes out, hey Renee, when this all comes out, we learn that there have been more instances with men in the past in this home. We find out about this incident in October where, as I said, um, a, a neighbor actually did an interview and said that they saw they had a man come to the home, freaked out. It was four in the morning. He was so scared. He kept saying, help me, help me. He's after me. Um, calls the police, but nothing actually happens. Um, there's no charges that are filed. We then find out that there was an incident that happened in November um, where someone escaped from this home, Mike Latonsky's home, and jumps over a fence. I can now tell you some information that is not known as I have been in contact with someone close to this case. I do have a source. Obviously, I'm not going to release information about that, but I can tell you exclusively that there are more victims. There are more men who have escaped this man's home, but it hasn't been made public. I can confirm that the police are investigating this, of course, they're working with Grinder and trying to restore Mark Latonsky's messages so that they can reach out to people. And they are also um, reaching out and asking for these men to contact them to look at filing possible more charges. So that's some new information. In regards to possible murder victims so far there hasn't been anything else released they are looking at that for a number of reasons there actually has and i've had a look there are a couple of um cases of men that have gone missing in that area so i'm sure that they will investigate that um and from from the from what I know, he was obviously escalating, but I won't be surprised if we find out about more victims or murder victims. And I think that a lot of us feel the same way. So Renee says, had these two other guys pressed charges, this possibly could have been prevented. So there's a lot behind that because um, I do believe that from what I've been told, one of these men is married with children, has a wife, and so I'm sure that he probably wanted to keep it all a secret. Um, and I think that they were probably scared that they weren't going to be taken seriously. So I'm not going to put too much onus on that because I don't want them to feel responsible for this. But there's a bigger picture and there's more that we need to talk about and have a conversation about. We need to talk about the safeguards of dating apps. 
we need to talk about how there were red flags and the guest that I will have on can tell you about the red flags that they experienced. Yeah, see, Renee, um, no one, I don't think anyone knows that aspect. That's um, not information that's been made public, I don't think. So, um, yeah, so I can understand. I can understand. Uh, and as if they would think that, you know, I, I'm sure in situations like that, they probably think, I, I mean, I, I'm not them, so I, I can't make a decision, but I'm wondering if they possibly thought, oh, maybe I was overreacting or, or something like this. I don't know. Um, but I won't be surprised when more information will come out. I can also tell you that the coroner hasn't has been stalling in releasing the report of Kevin's autopsy and for this um I want to just warn family and friends of Kevin that usually when they're stalling it does mean that something contained in it isn't is bad is not going to be good so I just want to prepare everyone for that because I think that we're going to learn, from what I've been told, we're going to learn a lot more about this. Oh, well, Emily, I'm still sending you love because um, I've heard such amazing things about Kevin and I've, I've spoken to a few people who have said, oh, I didn't really know him very well and I wish I'd gotten to know him better and they sort of felt... Thank you, Iva. Thank you so much, Iva. Um, they sort of feel um, guilty that they didn't get to know him, but you weren't to know that this sort of thing was going to happen. It's just, it's not something that anyone would have expected at all. It's just horrific. Um, so... Yeah, so I have a feeling that what's going to happen now is I'm hoping that more, if there are more um, victims, they feel comfortable in speaking out. And the person that we're going to speak to who's just about to pop on, I've been speaking to him since the beginning of this case and I want him to feel empowered to tell his story. So... Let me just quickly get him up. Yes, thank you, Iva, for the P.O. Box fund. All the money is going towards a P.O. Box so that we can safely write to convicted criminals, which sounds very, very weird, I know. Oh, I think we have someone here. Let me just quickly change the output. Hey. Yay, I'm in. Yay. <laughs> So welcome, David. It's nice to talk to you. Yeah, it's nice to put a, well, my voice to my face, right? Yeah, you've heard my <laughs> voice before, my annoying yeah. Australian accent. So um, I've just given everyone a little rundown of the case. Most people um, know of the case anyway, unfortunately, or yeah, I guess unfortunately, I don't know. Um, 
So I guess we can just sort of dive straight into questions. I want to explain to everyone that um, David and I connected on social media um, because I had seen that he'd written that he'd um, seen he'd had a conversation with Mark Latonsky. So everyone in the chat saying hello. I don't know if you've got another device to look on, but everyone's saying, hey, David. Oh, <laughs> thanks. I could look at my other. Yeah, I could. Yeah, if you mute it, you'll be able to see. You'll still be able to see. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay, so let me get my my little clipboard. I have some questions. And so I've spoken, me and David have been speaking for for ages actually um every day and so he knows what i'm going to ask we've, we've talked about this and the reason that i didn't do this sooner was a few reasons first is because i think when it's happening at the time it was probably a lot too, too emotional raw. yeah yeah <laughs> yeah it was too much to go through um and I think it was good. The other thing is that, unfortunately, because of the fact that Grinder deletes its conversations, you kind of had no proof. And so, which which infuriates me, and we'll get into that later, but so I just wanted to take some time to get to know him as a person more before I sort of, I, I didn't want it to, I didn't want it to seem like I was just bringing you on to get clicks or views. I wanted to really get to know you and your story first. Um, we've got someone in chat asking if we can ask questions. Maybe at the end, I'm, I've got a, a lot of questions. Not a lot, but well, I, I did I did pretty good on the questions. Um, so we'll see if your questions are covered um, through my questions at the end. But And then David's allowed to answer any questions or decline answering any questions. I've told him that um, to, for the future so i think we should get started um i want to know what app you were using and what you were on there for um well being completely honest um i was grinder and i was on there looking for a one night stand or a regular partner i guess you could say <laughs> yep yeah so and that's obviously from what i the limited knowledge i have you've been educating me but I'm assuming that's mostly what Grinder's for. Yeah, and I'm tired of them calling it a dating site. It's so not a date. Like, the news media keeps, it is not a dating site. Like, I'm just being honest, it's not. That's, I never, I actually personally never thought that it was. I always assumed that it was a hookup. That's just from, from like, a totally straight female point of view. Look, it makes Tender look innocent. And Tender's not oh, that wow. much better. Oh, wow. Kind of a, okay. Kind of a man's Kennedy because you, you swipe, you go left or right. Hot, not hot. Hot, not hot. Yeah. But it's worse because you just, you could meet someone and immediately they want you to come over to their place without even getting to know them. And you're going, God knows where. I've had some horrible experiences doing yeah, that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. Um, so did Mark re reach out to you first or did you reach out to him? How did See, that I'm happen? I'm trying to remember, but I, I, I kind of feel like it was a mutual thing because I messaged a lot of people on there. Yep. So I probably messaged them first. Um, and then whoever messaged me back, I just started con uh, or continue a conversation with them. And the thing is, um, it just, 
he seemed too eager to want me to come over. Yeah. Now, at that time, that was, what month was that? That was September, wasn't it? Yeah, the month before the first person. And it's funny, the media didn't talk about the October guy until, like, way after. It's like, it's like more and more stuff keeps coming out, I swear. Well, so <laughs> I just told everyone that um, I've been in touch with a couple of reporters and I've been told by different sources as well some information. There will actually be more. And I'm hoping that with our interview today, I'm hoping it gives other men the courage to come out because the police believe that there are a lot more or there is and it hasn't been made public yet, there are a lot more victims. So... I'm hoping they will be brave because I think in the beginning they probably won't believed. Well, the thing is, Michigan has a reputation for not taking gay sex crimes seriously. Yeah. And that's a whole other ballpark I don't yeah. want to get into, but... <laughs> yeah, I know. So, so that was in about September. And um, just I'm just thinking about it. What color was your hair back then? It was pink, okay. purplish, kind of like flamboyant. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to put that out there for everyone to put two and two together, okay, because I truly believe that that is, and you're the one that, that mentioned that to me, that you had the same color hair as Kevin, and, as that, a- and that really hit home for me actually um, a lot. Well, the victim that escaped from his house that didn't press charges, he also had pink hair. Oh, my gosh. I didn't know that. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. It seems like he had a thing for pink-haired, purple-haired, flamboyant boys. Yeah, I didn't didn't know that the other victim did as well. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So he had, yeah, he had a certain type. Um, Do you remember what any of the conversations, so you were probably talking to a whole bunch of guys on Grindr and, and just talking to them like nothing really... See, I feel bad because I wish the conversation with Mark would have lasted longer because it didn't last long because the way he talked is what just turned me off and the eagerness for me to come over and the way he wanted me to come over. All of them were completely red flags. I just wish wish this victim had saw them too. But that's the problem. Sometimes people don't see the red flags and just, you know, they're too depressed or sad and they just ignore them. This person's giving them attention. They're a good person. I won't get hurt. Yeah. That's what you're thinking when you're in that position. I guess as well, um, and this isn't a question I asked you beforehand, so you don't have to comment on it if you don't want to, but I guess for you as well is you, from past experiences, you kind of know the red flags and maybe some others that haven't had those experiences, maybe they don't realize. Maybe, I don't know. I don't know. Well, I mean, I don't know if he's ever had any bad hookups before this one, yeah. the victim. Um, but I've had many, like, and some yeah. were life-threatening. Yeah. <laughs> and those kind of taught me the red flags. Yeah. Having, having been victimized before makes me able to kind of know what I'm, like, I can read people a lot better now. Yeah. So... Do you remember anything that was said in the conversation at all? Because like I was saying, guys, Grinder deletes the messages, so he can't go back and look at them. And, I mean, they're months and months ago that this I happened. know the disturbing thing that really made me just end the conversation was the fact that he wanted to pay for the ride for me to get into the Uber to go to his place. 
but not knowing where he was living. That that was the red flag, not giving me his address. Oh my just, gosh. Yeah. Just yeah, I'm gonna get in some random Uber that he paid for and not know where I'm going. <laughs> so that just makes me think about on Christmas Day his car was uh Kevin Bacon's car was found. Was it nearby? I think it was in Schwartz Creek. So how far away is that from Morris? Um, I think they found it in a place called Clayton Township, which is outside of Schwartz Creek. They're all right. They're like kind of all like near each other, all little little towns scattered in between near Flint, Michigan. Um, But yeah, it was near Schwartz Creek in a little town called Clayton Township. And I don't know if he left his book like i i really don't know exactly what transpired but it just bugs me that he left all of his belongings behind it's almost like he i, I don't know if he had his stuff with him when he went yeah, there that's or what I'm thinking. you know what i mean it's just it's, it's I'm, scary like yeah <laughs> i'm trying to work out whether he took that all with him and then mark moved his car or whether I mean, he was where he the his clothes were in his car, so he, it's not like he could get into an Uber naked or, or anything. So I'm just well, trying to work I, out. Well, I don't think I think whoever picked him up it was their own vehicle. I'm guessing. Yeah, but that's what bugs me even more. Like I just, I, I guess it would have been less creepy if he would have drove all the way here and got me. And then went back to his place because I've done that before. Yeah. But the whole Uber all the way to his place not knowing where I'm going was just not going to happen. Yeah. I just And not to give you the address is a huge red flag, like you said. Like, I, there is no way I would do that. Uh, And I'm not judging anyone who would. Please don't ever anyone think that. But that's just for me, that's a hard line. I just think these apps need to have geolocation on at all times. I know that's very invasive, but sometimes being invasive is not a bad thing because they probably could have found Kevin a lot quicker had it set, set, like gave a location, you know, sooner. But the thing is, that's why I think to some point, I, I don't think he ever had his phone at the residency. I think he did leave all of his stuff there, which I don't know why anyone would ever do that. Yeah. It's, just, it's scary to not have my phone on me. When my phone dies and I'm walking down the street at night, that scares me. Yeah, you message <laughs> me and you're like, I'm on 1% and I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> I, have a, I have a backup charger just, just in case. Um, yeah, Cause I'm I, sorry, we're living in scary times and you never know. Yeah, 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 I know, I know. Um, so did you have more than one conversation with Mark or was it just one it was that one night. It was yeah. I was in a really low place, and I was just whoever was talking to me. I was willing to hang out with, but just, just the fact that he, I don't know, he just seemed kind of like we got into kind of because I sometimes have conversations that are kind of BDSM type, and it's yeah. just he just went too far with it as well. Yeah, that conversation I had. He sounded violent. He sounded dangerous. And along with the not telling me where I'm going thing, all that added together just was a big no-no for me. Yeah, of course. And of some course. people are into that, but I like to 
not go that far, I guess, with the BDSM. I like people to know where the heck I am or, you know, I, 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 I always tell people where I'm going yeah. because you, you never know. You need, you need to tell people where you're going. <laughs> so uh, the other thing I think is that you, you felt that it was more of a violent thing as opposed to a sexual thing with him. I don't I think, think he wanted sex. I think he wanted to hurt people. Yeah. Okay. That's really interesting that you say that. Um, yeah. And I, and I think he is using, I think he was using the BDSM lifestyle to lure guys over to his place, which yeah. is terrible. Because it makes BDSM look, because now some news outlet or some religious organization is going to try to spin that BDSM is a dangerous lifestyle and it, it kills lives every day. It, it just makes me so upset that people take things like this and warp, you know what I mean? Warp yeah. the whole, it's just a thing. And, and it's sad that Mark has used that lifestyle to lure victims. Yeah, I agree. So Mark asked you to meet up initially when yeah. you guys were talking. Yeah. Well, he's the, he was the only guy that was talking to me that night, and that's, like, one of the reasons why I, I was considering it. But then, just, like I said, he didn't tell me where I was going to be going, and that was just, like... And then the way he was describing how he wanted to do stuff with me, just... I mean, I'm desperate, but not that desperate. Yeah. <laughs> and you're not using you're not using the app anymore, are you? No, um... I'm kind of glad they banned me because I don't really care because this isn't the first time something like this has happened on Grinder. There's been a few Grinder murders before. It's just yeah. I'm glad this one is getting the kind of attention it needs because this this needs to like not continue to happen. And what's sad is the company, and not trying to talk about the company as much, but um, they're not even a, um, an American company. They're actually uh, owned by a Chinese company. Yeah. So it, it's it's that's one of the reasons why the police had such a hard time trying yes. to get information from them because kind of hard to get information from a company that's overseas. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and and the only reason, from what I know, the only reason that they went to Mark's house was because of the fact that they'd had such weird occurrences. I haven't actually mentioned it on my channel yet, but. There was also an incident um, I was told about where he was found running naked down, just wearing shoes down a street, and the police picked him up um, during this time as well. So he had several occurrences of um, being in contact with the police, and it just took a couple of police officers, I guess, to... Yeah, but I'm, I'm at least glad that they were able to go to his house um, but I, it just shouldn't have come to that. seems like I'm not trying to diss on the police, but there's a lot of police officers, um, not just in America. I'm sure there's other countries that have the same issue, but um, they sometimes will not take a situation seriously until a death has occurred. And yeah. I just, it really upsets me. Like it shouldn't, like I always say, I feel like the police are, always there when you don't need them and never there when you do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I suppose their hands are really tied as well when it comes to, I've, I've seen people say, well, why didn't, why weren't there charges with the other victims? But their hands are tied if the victims are Flint's, saying, I don't want to place charges. Well, Flint well. is also a very, very like 
like uh, Siwassee County and Genesee County are very overbooked with um, crimes. Like Flint is ridden with crimes. Uh, it's yeah. a very, very, very dangerous place to be. Yeah. Um, so that's probably another reason why, you know, they're kind of around that area. It's, they're very busy and dealing with other stuff. And sometimes police can't deal with everything all at once. <laughs> yeah. I've, yeah, absolutely. And I mean, they weren't to know that this was going to happen. I mean, no one could have, no one could have predicted that this type of brutality was going to happen. And I have been told that more information will come out soon. Um, that will be very shocking, unfortunately. Um, but no one could have known, really. So, I just hope that. Oh, sorry, sorry. No, no, no. You go. <laughs> I was going to say, I hope that um, soon they deem him competent so we can continue with this trial. It's yeah. very upsetting that this is the route we're taking right now. It feels like we're on pause. Yeah, so... It, for, until, yeah, for anyone that doesn't know, um, at the moment, um, Mark Latonsky's lawyer attorney has actually, and the judge have filed for competence... Comp, I can never say the word. Competency hearings. So he's actually, at the moment... Um, in a psychiatric hospital and he's being assessed and a lot of people are quite angry at this but this is actually a good thing because what they'll do is they'll if he's he's marked as not competent he will actually stay in the facility until he is i mean unfortunately for the for victims that could make mean that it it, it goes on for a little while months years but it means that when he is found competent he will have the full extent of the law passed down on him so he's not getting out any he's not getting out of this one um i know that he's had charges in the past with parental kidnapping that he sort of evaded with his mental health issues but there's no getting out of this one um it's he's 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 behind bars or in a hospital for the rest of his life it's just really frustrating for his for Kevin's family and friends and then sort of everyone else that you do, you kind of have to wait because everything's on hold. Well, I feel like if these dating apps would tell us who we're meeting up with, like if we had our background just spilled into, I know that's like a hip of, I don't know if it's even a hip of a thing, but I do think to some point I wouldn't be upset if um, my history was thrown out there because people should know who they're meeting with. Yeah, they I should agree. know what kind of person they might be, and you you said this, and I agree with you. I really think we should have background checks. It would yeah. make things a lot safer. I think because I've been looking into it, and um, Lady Pegasus Grinder is a worldwide app, and um, a, a man in the UK was actually killed from a meetup on Grinder, and it's called the Grinder Killer. Um, that actually there was other men as well that were harmed or or killed. Um, but there are a lot of these instances where dating apps are used for this sort of thing. It's not just – we're talking about Grindr because it happened there, but it's not just Grindr. It's, um, it's, it's so many other apps. Uh, I mean, you can even think about um, – Gypsy Road, Rose Blanchard. I don't know if you know who that is, David, but oh, I love her. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I know her. I know her case is horrible, but no, no, I mean, no. I have a, I, yeah, How? I have a soft spot for her. But see, she met um, Nicholas Godejohn on Christian Mingle. 
if she hadn't have met him, her mother would, un unfortunately, she'd be stuck in the same situation that she's in, but her mother would still be alive. So, you know, it's not just this app. There's so many different apps that I feel like we need to have more of a conversation about. Um, as well. I think there should be an app for, okay, this may sound crazy. This is completely off topic, but uh, kind of on topic, but like how that girl was being abused. Um, it's too bad that there isn't an anonymous, I mean, there might be something out there for kids to be able to, you know, kind of like send an anonymous tip, I guess, to child protective services or something. Because I, I don't know, maybe she was just so manipulated by her mom that she yeah, just I agree. believed everything she said. But that's the other thing. Uh, these apps like Grindr, there are some manipulative people on there and yeah. they use these apps to manipulate people. Yeah. Yeah, Renee, um, Mark has four children. He has four children with his ex-wife and Emily says that he people on Facebook were attacking his ex-wife and they should absolutely not be doing that. Because oh, yeah, leave the ex-wife alone. It's not innocent. her fault. She's so innocent and she, she has, I don't know the woman, but she has been such an advocate for his mental health. She, will, she told the judge every time he wasn't on his medication to get him back into treatment. So she, you know, I've got nothing. He should have been in a facility long ago. Yeah, he he's really been on and off have. his meds for like the last probably five years, right? Yeah. Or yeah. six years. I don't know. Whenever they di divorced or broke yeah. up or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> did, um, did Mark ever talk to you about his basement? I'm not sure. I'm trying to remember. Um, I'm. D I'm just wondering. So. Um, I don't know if he was. I don't know if he ever was. Uh, I don't think he ever talked about the fact that he had um, a sex dungeon, basically, yeah. in his basement. I just assumed we were going to have casual sex, you know, like in a living room or a bedroom yeah. or something. You know what I mean? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, did he ever talk about his husband, Jamie? Yes, and that's one of the things I'm trying to figure out. I really wish I had the conversations. But I swear, like, I still feel like they were still involved. I can't say that for sure. Don't quote me. Well, <laughs> he did I, say that they split up in September, so he could have still been with him. So, yeah. I just, I, I, I felt like I was talking to both of them, not just one of them. But I'm not sure. But I really do think at that point in time they were still a couple and were looking for a third person. But um, when I was watching his interview, it seemed like I don't know what to believe, honestly, when it comes to that. But he tried to say on the news that um, he wasn't into what his husband was trying to do. But I just I don't know. I, I feel like he very much was into threesomes with his husband. So I don't know how authentic that interview was but the police haven't pinned him in involved in this at all so i i don't know what to think about that i'm i'm just waiting for more information to come out yeah, until i make a decision so because i i have my thoughts and his friends uh, kevin's friends have their thoughts and i kind of agree with a lot of them yeah but um that's so, just my own personal yeah my, my <laughs> thoughts are that uh, I don't know whether that that he knew about it at all. Um, for me, from the interviews, he did, I think he knew about, obviously he was in, into the BDSM as well. 
Uh, I think that he knew about he Mark knew about his little. mental health issues. Oh yeah, and he was trying to get him help. Yeah, but I, I understand. I get what it's like to be with someone who has mental health issues. Um, so I understand that to a point. Watching the interview, and then when he said, "How do you stop loving someone?" I kind of yeah. got that too. I, yeah, me too. Uh, I, I could understand, and it it did come. I felt. I honestly feel like for me, the way that I look at it, and I mean, I could be completely wrong. Is he did he did mention about he had to stop because he couldn't handle the lifestyle that Mark was leading. And for me, I feel like maybe he, it did cross the line for him. And so he's like, okay, I'm out. But he was still obviously in love with him. And he knew that, that this man's mental health was spiraling. And so he knew he had no one else. And so he was still trying to support him. I mean, they spent some time together on Christmas Day. And so a lot of people are thinking that, oh, well, then that means that he was involved in the murder. I don't know if that means that. It it could mean that. Some people live, some people live double lives. Exactly. and And what's scary is he visited him when the body was still down in the basement and he visited him, but didn't go into the house. And he literally was, feet away from a yeah. dead body and didn't even know it if, and, if his yeah. account is true yeah and if, if, his, and account... if his account is true and that's really what's happened he's another victim in this because that's got to mess with you to know that you were in love with with a killer with <laughs> a, a man so so brutal and violent as well um it's just awful have you seen um mark's facebook page no, because I haven't had Facebook in a minute. <laughs> yeah, so everyone's talking about it in the chat because it's. I'll, I'll send you some photos. <laughs> There's some very interesting okay, photos on um on Facebook, uh, and a lot of people are saying how um glad they are that you are safe. Um, and I mean that goes without saying, really. Uh, and I'm sure that that's probably got like a lasting effect on you as well, knowing that you spoke to this man. Well, what's sad is. I've experienced, like I said, other incidents similar to this one um, with strange, creepy men. But um, yet I continue finding myself back on Grinder every once in a while. And it's like, I feel like I just, I really hope eventually that they do more for these sites because I don't feel safe anymore on them. That's why I'm kind of, and kind of happy they banned me for whatever reason. I, I think I know why they did, but that's, I won't say why. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. Um, so did you know Kevin at all? I did see him on the grid. I may have messaged him a few times, but I never, I never really got to know him more. Um, he was a makeup artist, so like, um, that was pretty cool. But like, um, I, I just. I don't know. I, I this may sound shallow to a point, but I have this particular type, and Mark isn't even my type, and neither was Kevin. Um, I like usually like the skinny type guys, so even messaging Mark, I don't even know why I went there. Like it was a dark period, I guess you could say. Um, yeah. But yeah, I knew I knew both the victim and because you see everyone on the grid. If you're nearby, you will see everyone in the grid, and I'm not that far from Flint. Yeah, okay. Um, so when you found out about what happened to Kevin and that Mark had done this, what were you, what were you thinking? How were you feeling? 
Well, first I was like, oh my God, I knew both of them. Yeah. How the hell did this happen? I, I mean, at first I heard he was missing before we found out that he was murdered. So at first I'm like, oh my God, I hope they find him. And then the murder came out and I'm like, oh my God, I know that guy too. Oh my yeah. God. I, was, I literally was like running around my room like what the hell just happened? Yeah. It's, yeah, it shock. was a lot to take in. It was a lot to take in. Yeah, of course. That I knew both the murderer and the victim. Um, because like I said, Grinders a small world. It really is. It's not that big of a grid system. Um, not a lot of people use it. So you kind of see overlapping of the same people. Um, but yeah, I definitely saw both of them on the grid and I've talked to both of them. Yeah. So a lot of shock and probably some obviously sadness and horror at when we learnt the details, especially when we found out about the um the cannibalism to be to lay it out there. That I mean ju it's just so you see wonder like um if some of the other guys I've rejected that kind of resembled Mark in a way, if some of them because I like I said, I've had other instances of the same kind of creepy vibes from certain men. And they're usually, they, they look like, I'm not trying to hate on his look, but they look like men that were like, came from a mountain. Yeah, like, mountain men, yeah. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, I mean, it, it, I'm not trying to stereotype mountain men because I don't need them to come after no, it's me. Like, but like, <laughs> no, it's like rugged. I know, I know exactly what you mean. It's like, let's go into the woods where no one will see you. Like, that, that's what I mean. Like, that's... That's one of the reasons why I kind of rejected him. I'm like, you're not my type, firstly of all. And yeah, I'm in a low point right now, but even his look and demeanor, his pictures alone kind of were a red flag for me. I can read people kind of just by looking at them. Is that weird to be able to do that? <laughs> no, I get it. I totally feel that way too. I think you can tell a lot by someone. And um, it's kind of funny because someone in the chat saying that Mark Latonsky kind of looks like Ned Kelly, who is um, an Australian uh, historical bush ranger. So it's kind of funny. I'll just show you some photos and tell you. In All um, right. And then someone else has said he looks like he could be on Duck Dynasty. <laughs> yes, those people. Uh, yeah. People like that. And that's what really bugs me more. Like, I don't know if I'm entirely accurate, but I watched two interviews and it was during the candlelight vigil, and there was a transgender woman who was Kevin's grandmother. Yeah, which is awesome. It was amazing. A... I was so, I was so happy that they, with that periscope that you shared with me, that they were asking her questions too. Like they were really interested about her and her she, story. She thinks that this man targeted trans or gender fluid individuals, which to me makes sense because Kevin had the flamboyancy, had the colored hair, had the makeup styling, had, you know, basically another kind of like me, kind of like Jeffree Star. Just, yeah. you know, it seemed like he had a thing for those types. Well, no, I mean, we're talking about three now. We're talking about you. We're talking about Kevin. Mm -hmm. We're talking about another victim. There is a pattern there. So um, it's, I it's scary. agree with that. <laughs> yeah, That's it why my is. hair is brown right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this Until is going to be comfortable enough to be me again. <laughs> yeah. So this is a really confronting and hard question, but do you feel that if 
you had gone to Mark's home that you would have been another victim? I'm worried that, like, see, the I don't know, because the November and October ones were not murdered. It wasn't until December that someone was murdered. And it yeah. seemed like it seemed like every month he was trying to meet with someone. I mean, God knows that there aren't more. I doubt that there's just one each month. I'm pretty yeah. sure there are more victims. And hopefully, hopefully, if if any of them are watching this, we all need to come forward because yeah. someone lost their life. Yeah. A, really a sweet, a sweet, kind person from everything that I've been told. I've I've not heard anyone say one negative thing about him. And you can just, like you said before, from every photo we've seen of Kevin, um, he just seems like such an innocent, sweet person. And and he loved Taylor Swift and he yeah. loved Jeffree Star. And those are two, two of my favorite icons too. Yeah. So I'm right there with him. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's got to, it has to hit home so much for you. Um, being so close to it, having spoken to Mark, um, I'm sure that it's been a really emotional time for you as well. I think that I would have had the same, in, in, like the same thing that happened to those other two victims. It probably would have been an unsettling feeling. And I don't know yeah. if I would have been chased down the street like the one guy was, but the other one just asked him, could I leave? And he let him. Yeah. But it wasn't until November that the other one was bleeding and running. So it seemed yeah. like he got progressively yeah. more violent as the months went on. You're right. You are right. Um, and I think that that's really helpful for you in your uh, recovery or your emotional journey with this because it has to be um, – it's got to be hard because you were part of it. So I think that's a real positive actually. Um, that I just wish to some extent I wish like – I but see, I don't know, like the police knocked it off as some kind of BDSM role playing thing. And I wonder if they even would have taken me seriously had I, you know, called the police if I had gone. Yeah, well, I mean, and that's what you similar. said to me in the beginning. You said, I don't think I mean, one of the first things I said to David was you need to go to the police. And then and then he said to me, well, there's no proof. Would they even believe me? And I, I actually don't think that they would have in the initially i think that they would now and they will now but i i actually agree with you now i don't think they would have taken you seriously unfortunately i hope i honestly hope one day i can i would love to meet kevin's parents because um they seem like really great people and i just i don't know i just i i want to do as much as i can to make sure that mark you know goes to jail for this. I really, really yeah. think that he destroyed a family and and he needs to pay for it. <laughs> he, he destroyed a family. He also devastated so many different communities as well. You know, not, not just the LGBTQ community, but also the surrounding sort of area community. Everyone's um, really shaken up there, by There are people well. in Swords Creek that didn't even know him that are um, just scared that like something so close to home could happen like exactly this. can you imagine living in that area i think someone i spoke to someone who lived on the same street and they were just a mess they were a total mess um so if grinder was to retrieve your conversations because we know that they're looking at mark's account um and trying to 
retrieve the messages. But if they were to retrieve your messages with Mark, would you actually go to the police and file a report? Yes, I would definitely confirm that those conversations were from me. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. I definitely would. Yeah. It's just so frustrating hope, because you can't. I hope they get all of them because God knows how many conversations that man had. Yeah. And so you would see him often on the grid, obviously. I, I saw him and Jamie. Um, they had that picture um, together that like, they keep posting everywhere yeah. um, on Twitter. That that was the picture they used. That's why, like, I don't know after September if, like, um, you know, he removed the picture. But he did a lot of catfishing. He catfished okay. people. There, you know, he had a tendency to catfish people, and I don't exactly know what you know the extent of that catfishing. But there was a guy named Benjamin. I think that's Benjamin Moyer, maybe. I don't know. Um, it was all in the, the Twitter conversation that. Um, oh yes, yeah. And I, I really hope eventually he'll talk to you too, because that uh, you know maybe correlate with him. Um, but he had met, he actually met him yeah. and got a creepy vibe from him. So, yeah. And then that one person, um, sorry if I'm going off topic, but no, the one no, person that uh, uh, was at the Meyer, uh, her mom met, tried to take a picture of Mark, and then Mark and Jamie were both at yeah. the Meyer. Oof. She got a weird, yeah, she got a weird vibe, didn't she? You said that, right? Um, no, more or less, she, she didn't. She liked his kilt and she wanted a picture oh, of it. Oh, yes, so. yes, yes. Yeah. But her daughter, um, it scared her that her mom was that close alone <laughs> walking to her car with the man. Yeah. So. Um, so you touched on it briefly, but um, do you think that Grant Grinder banned you because of your being outspoken on Twitter about Kevin's murder? I think so, because um, anytime I have anything negative to say about any social media platform, they ban me. I'm banned from pretty much like everything almost except for Twitter. But yeah. even Twitter lately has been yelling at me. So yeah. apparently I'm just not allowed to talk anymore. <laughs> well, you're allowed to talk here. I wanted to give you a platform yeah, you, to talk. YouTube likes me. YouTube has never yeah. had an issue with me. We, we love, love you. We love you. Um, so what do you feel about um, Grindr deleting conversations? Do you think that it's, do you, why do they, why do you think they do that? I think it's the same reason Snapchat lets you delete conversations. It's because they're trying to protect their users, but also at the same time protecting themselves. But in reality, they're not really protecting their users. They're protecting the ones that I think aren't good users. Like I really do think some social media sites like having bad people on them because for some reason it, I don't know, for some reason I think they're making more money because the thing is a lot of people use Grindr and have to pay for special kind of services on it. Yeah. Like having extra features. It can almost like cost you $300 a year just to have, yeah, 300 a year. Yeah. Just have all the features. Yeah, I think a lot of dating apps are doing that now. Um, not just grinder, they have and they're not oh, yeah. you're not paying for your safety. You're you're actually paying for features that make it almost worse because then you're expanding 
your ability to talk to more people and at, at that putting yourself at more risk. Yeah, I agree. Um, and so you touched on it a little bit before, but let me know if you want to talk about this or we can just move on. Um, but you have had other bad experiences using dating apps, haven't you? Yes. And Grindr is one of them. Heck, even meet me. Oh, gosh, I, I have to bring up this because I actually did get the man convicted. Um, I actually have been a victim um, multiple times, but this one was the most recent one. Half the reason why I moved to Mount Pleasant away from my hometown is because this man got convicted and went to jail. Um, he was outside of a bar one night. This is not my story. This is um, another victim story. Um, this is how they were able to get me to testify against him, okay. um, along with my neighbor as well, who also was a victim of him as well. Amazing how he had all these victims and it took the police, you know, it took the police to arrest him after three rapes. Wow. It's just insane. Um, but uh, basically he waited outside of a bar. A woman left. She just closed the bar down. She was the one closing for that night. And it's weird that only one person was running the bar that night. But whatever. Um, she closed down the bar and was trying to leave. And he knocked her unconscious and drag dragged her to his cabin attempting to rape her. But before he could do that, um, she had like set off some kind of distress signal or something on her phone. Some kind of thing. I don't know. But um, she was able to get the police to pinpoint exactly where she was, and they arrested him right on the spot. Um, but one time I had met him on Meet Me, he invited me into his car. Um, we went for a ride. I thought we were going to go to his place, but he just wanted me to give him, you know, Felicio in his vehicle. And I didn't like doing it. And he just got really aggressive and grabbed my head and just, yeah, you can paint the picture yourself yeah but um after that incident um i heard what he had done to the woman um when i read the article i'm like oh my god this is the same man and my neighbor was like yeah he raped me too and i'm like yeah he raped me too so me and her went to the police station together filed a report and we put him away for good good well firstly so, i'm so sorry that that happened to you um it's just it's dangerous yeah it's not just grinder it's yeah all it's all of them yeah one yeah it the reason that grinders like i said before the reason that that's being brought up is because of that's that this is um the app it is that's a big question but the community and yeah but it, community that's where but we they're go, all dangerous there's not many yeah they are <laughs> they are so yeah so I want to sort of move it into talking about that. So what sort of um, safeguards do you think that they could possibly put into um, play in order to make it safer for, for users on the platforms? I think it should um, force you to share location at all times with someone, like someone you consider um, like a protector or a friend, like just having an option where you have to like share location with someone that, you know, that I think way that's a really great idea. You are. In the app, yeah, I know that you can actually do that. Um, I do, yeah, yeah, on iPhones <laughs> you can, um, because I know of a story where a woman met up with someone and was kidnapped, and um, she actually, without saying anything to her, she actually she didn't meet up with someone because she had a boyfriend. I think she was kidnapped, so it's probably not in relation to a dating site but it's just interesting 
there was a way of her sharing her location and that actually is what saved her because her boyfriend realized she was going to an area that wasn't She'd typical never for go. her. Yeah, so <laughs> but I think that's I, I think that's a really great suggestion that you can have the option to to put your um your location on. I I think that um I, I don't know if it couldn't it couldn't really work in Australia though with our laws, but like a background check would be awesome or I don't know, a way of if if you're a convicted criminal, maybe you shouldn't be on the app. Um, well, I think to I some know. point, I don't think violent people, which I guess in that way, I have a history, but like, I don't know. It's just like, uh, it is a fine when line. I was growing I, up, I, cannot, I dealt with it. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I, I dealt with a lot of abuse from my family and stuff. So like there was a lot of police involvement in my youth. So I kind of myself have a, bit of a lengthy record with my parents but it's so one-sided because you know the kids are never believed and the parents are always right my parents were drug addicts and god i hope my dad doesn't see this video but whatever um i'll take it, it down really if up, he does uh, rough... no it's fine my dad doesn't my dad only looks like youtube videos like for music and stuff but um yeah. the point is uh I, my mother was a drug addict and my dad just had to deal with it. My dad was trying to settle down and we were trying to ha like have a family, like a normal family. But my mom never wanted that. She wanted to party all the time. So there was a lot of abuse and neglect my entire childhood, yeah. which is one of the reasons why I think I ended up in these situations with these men because I have a very low, low self-image. Yeah. And I have a lot of depression issues that I'm dealing with. And that's why I think these apps are dangerous for people like me who have gone through abuse because it just makes it easier for bad guys to use these apps to find victims. Yeah, and I guess it sort of, it, it continuates, it perpetuates that cycle that at least I think it's incredible that you're aware of it. I think that's kind of remarkable that you understand um why you're drawn to those sort of people but um it's hard it's cause I wanna because help. i want to help i want to i want to help yeah. them i want to which is stupid i kind of have that like harley quinn mentality where it's like i gotta save everybody yeah <laughs> i get it I, I yeah i feel the same way sometimes but and it, i mean it's hard because we want to have a conversation about how, how dating apps can improve but I'm I'm realizing that there is really a fine line um, between what they can do and what they can't because you couldn't Lies. do background you couldn't do background <laughs> checks here in Australia. It's not that's not something you can actually do. Um, it's kind of like a, a HIPAA law type thing, like, yeah. like how we're not uh, it's allowed to know people's mental health issues. Yeah, that's the biggest issue. HIPAA is the thing we use in America. Yeah. And HIPAA, I really do think, is the reason why a lot of people get killed. If we didn't have that stupid HIPAA law, I understand people want their privacy with their mental health, but to some degree, I don't think that's a bad thing. People should know what kind of person they're dealing with. Are you schizophrenic? Are you bipolar? Because then you know if you want to deal with it or not. Because some people might be like, eh, I don't want to deal with bipolar people or yeah. schizophrenic people. And they'll just, you know, not meet the person. Yeah, I'd Those prefer kind of not to meet another are... narc. Uh, I've had my fair share of narcs. 
If there was like a narc radar <laughs> that they, and they say, oh, this person's a narc, I'd be like, yep, yeah, okay, moving right along. Won't get emotionally attached. Um, BPT, I, I have BPD, and people that have BPT love narcissistic people. Mm-hmm. It's, for, it's like a, our magnet, which is stupid because you'd think we'd want to date other people that are sensitive, but no, instead we'd rather date insensitive jerks. Yeah, sorry, I was <laughs> laughing because someone in the chat said, that's something really funny. Everyone's being so lovely towards you. Morgan said, for what it's worth, I think that you're amazing, David. Iva says, they have secret agents on planes. Why not plan a David in the dating apps? Oh, God. <laughs> Do you know what? That's actually not a really, that's not a bad idea. Do they have fake users in there that are screening people? I mean, that is that is a brilliant idea, though, to see if... Um, I know that there's Chris Hansen type people that do that whole child predator thing where they like yeah, pretend yeah. to be a kid and but why not do it for adults too yeah just like actually like, that's yeah a, that's I another hook good up suggestion hello that, yeah <laughs> you know if if someone was to continually send too many um too many um censored photos to a woman then they you know they can get their account deleted because we're not looking for you to send your genitalia to us um I've gotten before you say hello. That's the first. That's how Grinder is. People yeah. will just send you pictures like that. That's literally how some of my conversations start with people on the app. Yeah, that, and that's why I'm not on dating apps. <laughs> um, is because I joined. I joined them, and I was sick of seeing them. I was. I could. You can't have conversations with people on them anymore. I don't think. It's like. I want to talk to you, not stare at your bulge. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's not really that attractive, really. Sorry, guys, but it's just not. Um, it's like eyes up here, bro. Yeah. Eyes up here. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what would you like to see happen to Mark Latonsky? See, this is like, I don't know. I'm kind of like, I'm one of those people that this is what makes it tricky. The fact that mental health is in play. Yeah. It really makes this case even harder in my opinion, because I advocate for helping people with mental health issues, but I've never, I never thought like, I just, I don't know. To some point, like, I don't think just because you're mentally ill murder is justifiable ever. No, but I do think to some point, I, I do think that he should never be let out again i don't he won't be that's i can tell you that i can guarantee you that um that he won't because if if he's never found mentally competent they can't let him out into society so he will stay heard of i i just i don't know like i have i'm a very like sometimes i'm pessimistic to a point um it's just because a perfect example i'm not trying to bring up another case because there's just so many other cases out there but Casey Anthony is the first one that comes to mind that I'll never understand how she is out and about again yeah, you know, know. after what she had done. And I just don't get how our criminal justice system can let a woman kill her kids and then just be like, oh, you're free to go. I actually, I just, it's interesting you brought her I up because I just came across something on Facebook today. Apparently she's doing a documentary about it. Which will be very Why interesting. Why would they give her any? Hang on, let me. I'm gonna have to Google like, it now because I need to know. Yeah, I know. You could, and everyone sorry, in the chat. No, 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 no. Everyone in the chat. I can tell you. I'm everyone. I've been in a place in my life where 
Yeah, everyone in the chat will agree with you. Honestly. This, it's just, um, I do think to some point, I do think he was mentally ill. I do think Mark is mentally ill, but I do not think it justifies what he did. And everything he did was horrifying. Um, to read the initial report was horrible to read. Yeah. It and and really that was barely, it barely gave us any information, to be perfectly honest. So, um, the, and I have been told by sources very close to the case that there is some information that is that bad that, that it's not going to be reported on. Oh God! Um, because really? of his because of his family, they don't want his family to find out, to for Kevin's family to find out. Um, so, yeah, it's. And I respect I respect that I do I really respect that. I'm just the thing is I really to some point I do think there's a fine line between mental health issues. Like I do think he has mental health issues, but I also think. He was a predator as well because he was using the same app to probably meet all of these men. Yeah. Um, he was using the same fetish to lure these men and he was attracting the same type of men, bigger, pink haired, purple haired men. Yeah. And to me, I just, I don't care how many mental health issues you have. That is all predatory behavior. And he should be prosecuted to the full extent of the law. And yeah, I, do think I, I mean, I agree. Rest of his life in prison. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, I think that he needs to be uh, rehabilitated. Is not the right word because when you have mental health, it's not something that you can recover from. It's something that has to be treated every single day for the rest of your life. If they can get him to a point where he's stable on his meds. Um, then I would like for him to then, then he would be sort My of, biggest, oh, sorry. He'd be more. My biggest um, issue. Yeah. Sorry. No, no, go for My it. My biggest issue is, um, the biggest issue is in America, and this is, every state has this issue. We have no long-term facilities more. They keep yeah. closing them. Yeah. So where do they, all these people with these mental health issues go? They either end up in jail or on the streets. Yeah. America needs to bring back long-term facilities. We need sanatoriums back. Yeah. We really, really do. I agree. As long as they're run properly, I totally agree. Because I know. Back in the 50s, they were not run properly. No. A and, lot of rape, um, yeah. a lot of disgusting things happened. But we're in the 2020s with technology that could record the entire facility at all times. So yeah. there's no reason why we can't have them now. In 2020. Yeah, I agree. Um, something needs to be done. But I do think that for me, I, I want him to be um, woken up and fully aware of, of what he's done after they stabilize him on medication and keep him on medication and then obviously prosecuted and, and in jail. Um, for the rest of his life he won't get out can you there is no way that they can let a man who has done that and obviously was escalating if there isn't more victims that that we we find there would have been more victims 
And so they can't let someone like that out. He just, he can't be um, out on the streets. And yeah, I know Casey Anthony was, but I suppose because it was her child, maybe they think that she's not. Um, well, they blamed it on postpartum, which is a mental issue. And it, is yeah. a, it happens. A lot of moms kill their kids. Oh, that sounds horrible. There's a no, lot of cases. No, it's true. It's true. There's so many cases. Um, but I don't think it's justified either. I, I'm sorry. I don't care. I, I mean, we all have bad days, but I don't. I don't wake up thinking I'm gonna, uh, you know, kill kids for no reason. Just like that. Just I don't know. I. I'm sorry. I just. Yeah. No, I agree. And Morgan's just said something. Um really profound to me um she said i feel like he as in mark i feel like he lost his right to be in charge of his own medication i totally agree he obviously can't be in charge of it he's they've had him in and out of mental health facilities and that's exactly like um luca magnotta as well he he should have been someone should have been in charge of his medication as well and they're people like that that are just too dangerous to be released and they need to be somewhere they need to I forgot be about Luca Magnata. Yeah, I, as I soon used as to I, be a fan of his. I yeah. used to be a fan of his work, and then I read what he did to those kitties, and then I read that he killed a guy, and I'm like, oh my god, it's yeah. crazy that a porn star could turn into that. But yeah. there's a movie um, that y'all should try to check out sometime called um, God, a Party Monster, and it has Macaulay Culkin and Marilyn Manson in it, and um, it's basic basically about a gay man who like was a drug addict and stuff and he committed a murder with a boyfriend and it, it's just a crazy movie um i have heard of that like, it's like a cult to... it's a cult favorite isn't it it's like a, it is. a, yeah i will i will have a look for that that's from and i do think to one extent what mark's husband jamie said made a lot of sense a hookup that gone terribly wrong yeah and that stuff does happen a lot yeah. Sometimes hookups do end up in a murder. And that's why people are going to be more careful about who they're meeting with because things like this have happened time and time again. Yeah. So much, so many times. And unfortunately, it will continue to happen. But we just have to hope that um, something is learnt from this. Um, I do think, I hope that it will and that. I feel like this is opening up a conversation. I've been in contact with um, someone who is going to be doing a story about the um, importance of safeguards on dating apps. Um, so I think that I think that this will be a bigger conversation that we can have and that you know people online can have because. If they're not going to make changes in the apps, people need to make the changes and people need to be aware of the red flags that that happen. Um, and luckily, fortunately, you knew, you sensed those red flags, so you were able to um, say no. What was he like when you said no? Do you remember? Um, I was no kind of ruder than that. I kind of just blocked in. Fair enough, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, I mean uh, what do you say? <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, but I would prefer not to come to an undisclosed location in a in Yeah, a I'm not in the mood to yeah, um, yeah. go missing right now. 
Um, but maybe like in my youth, like um, there were times, even when my when I was younger, I was 11 or 12, I was on social media um, back then. And there were men that were like 18, 19, 20, trying to get me to come over. And I've experienced that too. I've always dealt with creepy men my whole life. Yeah. And it, it, I don't know if I'm just attractive to them or if just like, I don't know. Maybe I'm just easy and they see that and they're like, ooh, an easy person. Let's take advantage. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I think that, I think we all have, um, I think we all have stories I just, though. I think we all have stories, which is really sad. Um, I just want to think that there's good in anybody, even someone as dark as Mark. That rhymes, well, okay, so <laughs> <laughs> the dark of Mark. Ooh five part series coming soon um so the the interest the, the positive i'm gonna say the only positive i can think coming out of this is that he has four beautiful children and i feel so sorry for them and the they're gonna have to grow up knowing their dad did this and i know that's gotta be but the only awful. positive i can think at the moment is um is that he had four children he brought four children into the world that's my only positive i'm just glad none of them got hurt because I, of yeah. his violence yeah non-compliant medication use yeah like i'm glad none of his kids or the ex-girlfriend ex-wife was harmed at all but like i just i feel like there was too many red flags and it's just sad that the court system didn't take it seriously yeah it is sooner and, and hopefully maybe this will be a i think that in situations like this this is a um something that law enforcement and the justice system can learn from and i'm sure that um well whitmer our governor i'm sorry i keep interrupting i'm so no, no, sorry no, it's fine um our, our governor whitmer um gretchen whitmer she is trying to put in a bunch of new laws hopefully that will um make the police force a little more like you know take cases a little more seriously because sometimes they don't take all cases seriously yeah because like i said being overworked and overbooked hopefully they'll hire more officers in those two counties because genesee county is like littered with crime um, there's so much that goes on in flint um a lot of criminal activity goes on there so they're very overworked and over they deal with a lot there. Flint has got the water crisis still going on and some other stuff that they deal with on a daily basis. <laughs> yeah. Um, we've just, I've just gotten a really interesting chat um, message that said, I read that Mark may have had access to DOW or Dow furnaces because he was a chemist and a body would never be found if put in one. I don't know anything about Dow furnaces. Could he have killed before? Um yeah. Yeah, he worked um he went to he actually went to CMU, which is scary. He went to the college here that I live in Mount Pleasant where CMU is and he went to school here years ago. Um got his degree like in engineering and it's just scary that it makes you wonder do some people get into certain careers that do their evil deeds? Yeah. Just saying, like a teacher who, you know, becomes a like a ninth grade teacher makes you wonder like what was yeah. he or she doing to get into that career? Was that her entire, was that his entire 
motivation was to become a teacher so he could do what he wanted to do. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think that we can all safely say, and everyone's saying it in chat, I think we all feel that he, it would not be surprising to us if he has taken someone else's life. It won't be. Well, Mark, it won't be. I mean, well, Jamie, Jamie said in one of the interviews, there's so many interviews they've done so far. Um, he said, they asked him, do you think he could have killed before? And he said, I do. <gasps> I did not say and, that one. You have to link me to that one. Um, yeah, I also just, that one you I just got a message from someone. It's completely unrelated, but um, I don't know whether she wanted me to say it online um, or not, but apparently there was a shooting in about 30 minutes ago in a fashion show mall at fashion show mall in Vegas. So just so that everyone knows. No, not another yeah, shooting. I know. Um, uh, I know. America, we need to friggin' fix us somehow. Like seriously. It's easier for me to cover American crimes because when when they come to when they're Australian, it makes me really depressed. So I totally understand. I totally understand. I want to make a horrible joke. Like I feel like when I think of Australia, the only crime you guys have is a is a kangaroo kicked someone. And the thing <laughs> is know. the thing about that is it's it happens and it can kill people. Um, kangaroos are dangerous. <laughs> kangaroos are so dangerous. I know but, they are. But we they're, have they can maybe cute for their dangerous. Yeah, exactly. But we have really we actually have really brutal crimes because we don't have guns. So when people kill, it's a very, very violent here. Oh yeah, with knives. Yeah. And, oh god, yeah. I do a whole um I, I have a playlist on my channel of videos that I do on Australian crimes and they're always really brutal. It's um yeah, it's full on. But everyone's saying, um, how much they've enjoyed you jack's mom said i think that david needs an injection of confidence and i think we can all agree he is one awesome badass i can never say it properly because I'm, I'm australian badass for speaking out he deserves the best and more than he realizes with a love heart oh thank you um so yeah so everyone everyone's giving their support for you um but thank you so much for coming on because it, it takes it takes bravery to have your voice heard, especially when when it seems like you've been kicked and kicked and kicked time and time again. And, you know, this is something that really did affect you and it's really frustrating that um, there is no proof so that you can um, go to police and file a report. And I truly hope that the messages are retrieved so that you can do that i really <laughs> hope that that happens and i will support you all of the way and i hope that this interview i hope that other people that watch this will share this interview and also for anyone out there who has had any interactions with mark latonsky or even with kevin and want to talk please please contact me because I think it's important for everyone's voices to be heard. And if there are other victims, please go to the police because you will be, I truly do believe now that, that these victims will be believed. Um, well, can I say something real quick? Of um, course. If your gut is telling you that the person you're talking to, if you're getting a bad feeling, listen to your gut. Yep. I think that's You've something gotta that listen to your guts. I think that's something that we truly need to take out of this is that we need to be aware of the red flags. I mean, the red flags for you were very obvious, but sometimes they're not. Well, sometimes I've had situations where I just didn't care, and I was, I was in a careless. If I get 
killed mines and I have been there before and like it's a bad place to be because then you just don't care and then you do put yourself in those kind of situations and um because I mean just getting into a vehicle with a man I barely knew it's dangerous <laughs> yeah yeah it is and it got yeah and everyone's saying please stay safe <laughs> I definitely am. I play Fortnite every day now. That's like my new life. <laughs> yeah, you have a whole yeah, fun. Just, yeah, I was gonna make a really, really horrible joke. I'll make it offline though about Fortnite okay. and just yeah. Anyway, I'll leave that. Um. So, but yeah, I I truly thank you so much for for speaking to me. Um. You know, live. I know it's kind of nerve wracking. Um. But. Uh, everyone's sending you so much love you should go and read the comments afterwards when it's uploaded um and thank you i'll probably rewatch the whole thing yeah please even though do. i hate my voice <laughs> yeah or just t yeah turn it down and then just watch the comments and but everyone yeah. is sending you so much love and if guys you have i think that we've covered everything possible is there anything else you can think of that we haven't covered um no, I think that that's exactly like I wish like I wish I had more to say because like I said, the conversation was so short yeah. because within within the first like not even a half an hour went by. I just felt so uncomfortable and yeah. I just didn't even say goodbye or no thanks. I just walked him. Yeah, I, I think that's sometimes. the right I think that's the right thing to do. I think anyone's entitled to do that. If you're getting those bad feelings. um. Uh, so CS has a question. Do you think that he could have used other sites other than Grinder? Oh, of course. He wasn't probably just on Grinder. I'm pretty sure I've seen him on Meet Me too with his husband. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Makes sense. Sadly. Okay, I think we'll wrap it up for the for today. But thank you so much again. Um, and I'll of course I appreciate it. Yeah, I'll chat to you soon. But thank you so much. All right. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Well, thank you everyone so much for coming and participating today in our conversation. I'm so proud of David for speaking out because um, it takes a lot to do that. I, I truly believe it takes a lot to do that. Um, so I'm glad that he felt safe enough to do that. Uh, I will have more on this as it is publicly released, so stay tuned. Remember that you can join our Facebook group, um, Justice for Kevin Bacon of Michigan. Let me just pop that in one more time. We also have the Facebook group, All Things True Crime, that you can join. Um, and if you're watching the, re the replay, please leave a comment in the chat uh, or in the, in the comments, I suppose, um, for David, send him some heart, send him some love. Um, I know that this has been pretty, pretty, um, confronting and hard to deal with. Like I can't imagine. Uh, so thank you so much guys. And, uh, I will see you next time and summer, I will go and look at your email now, but uh, take care everyone. And bye for now.